Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Glad you could be with us again here on the Common Sense Show. Depending on the format of your listening, you're either listening to the show on successive days or if you're hearing it on our home network on tape delay, you're hearing this in successive hours. Our guest has been Steve Quayle and will continue to be Steve as we process the alien question and combination with earth changes. And I'm telling you, we're only scratching the surface. And I just want to say something very, very quickly here. I'm going to be at Branson. Steve obviously is going to be at Branson. And we're going to be talking about these issues in depth. We're just scratching the bare surface right here. And if anything we say, you go, well, I got to know more about this. This is the conference for you. And you say, well, Dave, I just can't make it to Branson September 13th through the 15th. And I'm going to say to you, yeah, but you can watch on live stream. You can certainly do that. And if you simply go to stevequayle.com, Q-U-A-Y-L-E, stevequayle.com, in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see his ad for the Gen 6 conference. Click it on, and all the information you need is right there to get live stream. Or, it's not too late, come on out to the conference. I'd love to meet you. Steve would love to meet you, and we're going to have a whole host of great guests. And Steve and I have shared this privately. We don't know how long we've got to keep presenting. And whether it's the Gen 6 conference, whether it's our respective radio appearances, the articles that we write, we don't know because they're coming after us with everything. They're throwing the kitchen sink at us, and we could disappear. And I'm telling you, the time is short to get this information out, and the time is short for you to acquire the information you need to make to make the best decisions for you with regard to your spiritual welfare and the welfare of your family. And I'm talking from a spiritual perspective. So please do that. All right, very quickly here. We've got three sponsors that make this hour possible here on the Common Sense Show. First is Renaissance Precious Metals. And it basically, you need to be in gold or silver. If you're in cash, cash is trash and it's going to crash. So you want to give Steve or his assistant a call as soon as you can, 406-586-4842, 406-586-4842, and I am a happy customer. That's my endorsement. We're also brought to you by preparewithdave.com. Fantastic storable food, 40% off the four-week emergency package, the three-month more permanent, but you really need to work towards two years. Restaurant quality, but don't forget about that 40% off. Now's the time to strike, and you don't know when you're going to be in a natural or unnatural disaster, so you go to preparewithdave.com. And then also, ready-made resources. My good friend, Bob Griswold, I call him King Prepper because he will consult with you for free, and I don't know many people in this business that will do that but Bob is one of them he'll finance the high-end cost of things but he's also got everything from water filtration to night vision communications equipment I tell you you go up there you're going to get lost for about an hour just looking at the website and you'll see the number on the screen and then give Bob a call he'll talk to you personally readymaderesources.com excuse me so I get the frog in the throat here we're um unveiling the alien question as best we can in limited time knowing that Branson is going to really fill in a lot of the gaps that we leave open and we're also going to get into earth changes a little more than we have so Steve welcome back and I wanted to hit this with you really hard okay we've got the military fighting preparing to fight subterranean wars their words not mine that was in the army times 
article in January of this year, and they say they're using artificial intelligence. And I say, I know you're saying that's a bunch of bull. Those robots are actually something else that they're using to prepare to fight the aliens with. Can you talk about that? Sure. One of the things that really is prominent in, I would say, advanced warfare is not only AI. By the way, AI, artificial intelligence, I I really believe, Dave, it started with alien implants. Uh, People Mm. can deny it. They can take it to wherever they want to take it in denial. But an alien implant was the integration of both organic and inorganic substances for the purpose of control, uh, compelling, and uh, mind reading, okay? The first uh, uh, black and white, again, I, I go to this all the time because it's important. If people want to see alien implants being uh, positioned in the minds of people for a future generations to come, go watch uh, Invaders from Mars. I think it's 57, 58, a black and white picture. And it's it's important that people watch that. So uh, there, here's the thing. Robots are going to become demon-possessed. Remember, a demon is a disembodied spirit of a giant. They can also, demons can also take place in a super soldier. A super soldier starts out as a human, but is genetically enhanced. His muscle structure is increased 200 times. Uh, just like the $6 million man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Built-in built in, uh, night vision using chlorophyll. I remember being told about this in 2004. Um, And, you know, uh, the thing that is incredible is the ability to absolutely fight without getting weary. Self-healing wounds, just like the science fiction movies. And by the way, one thing's interesting about David and Goliath, people don't understand. When I was, uh, uh, you know, let's say this, being tutored by the people who fight these things, one of the the generals said, you take them down with everything you got. And, and, and when I talk about high-caliber rifles, I'm talking elephant-caliber rifles, okay? I'm talking like, you know, uh, 458 Win Mags, uh, uh, 45, uh, not 4570, uh, 470 Nitro Expresses, 12-gauge shotguns, 3-inch Magnums, and solid copper. He said, then when you get them down, he said, you got to cut their head off. And so most people don't realize that the reason David cut Goliath's head off was because, you know, whether God just gave David the best shot at putting him unconscious, but those things can regenerate like salamanders. So one of the things that's really taking place in the advanced DARPA world is making the ultimate uh, fighting machine that pretty much can't be killed, that's supercharged on energy, that's 200 times the strength of the other guy, that can leap over, not Superman yet, but the bottom line is, Dave, they want enhancement. And, and again, a lot of people don't understand in the Septuagint, which is the uh, oldest, uh, you know, the oldest Greek, Old Testament, New Testament. The thing that's interesting about it is in Isaiah 13, God talks about giants are coming to fulfill his wrath. Behold, he, God, sends them. So I believe DARPA is getting ready for a intergalactic war an interdimensional war, and at the same time, we see that Vladimir Putin said, he who controls AI and robotics rules the world. Do you remember that famous statement? I sure do, absolutely. And now we got Russia launching the first, you know, let's just call it an astrobot, okay, in outer space. And, and it goes on and on and on, but the key to understanding all of this is the fact that 
the the powers that be know of the conquest going on and the contest first going on between the powers of darkness and the uh, you know the powers of good and powers of evil god on the right hand and then you've got satan on the left hand and they you know what's fascinating to me they all want to worship the devil but they hate god and how do you hate something that doesn't exist so if you understand the nature of deception the devil's got these guys believing those who worship them that they're going to win well it's tough to come up against the king of glory who simply speaks the world into existence granted you may be able to take carbon and silicon and this and that and this weapon and that weapon but the history of of ancient weaponry which is thousands of years in advance of where we are now is the fact that guess what they didn't last they killed each other off and Jesus said if he did not shorten the days for the elect's sake there'd be no flesh left alive I believe we're there right now I really do Dave so again I would encourage people and you know they say well tell us what to do well number one anybody can stand up speak up and and you know isn't it amazing that that a th lesson what is it three percent of the LGBTQ world has caused such a change in the perception it's because they control the narrative if God's people do not take control of the narrative we're gonna become what Jesus said we're gonna be salt that loses its savor and you know what in, in in the Roman idiom of the day that means we become road mix okay well I'm telling you this if you become road mix you can already you know pretty much check out and consider yourself roadkill because again we're now at the point where the technology that's going to be used against us that's already being how do I say this framed against us with algorithm Dave years ago started talking about assassination algorithms you know and you know what they say fear porn all that stuff but they exist they exist and so now the social credit score is nothing more than basically an assassination algorithm and if you don't believe that look at the Chinese they can't walk they can't I mean listen they can't go into hotels they can't go into uh, restaurants I mean they're banned they are socially ostracized that's what's coming for the Christians in America and and at this point Dave and I pray I pray that God's people meaning those who claim to be Christians will start to repent and then and then and people say repent of what how about cowardice how about laziness how about apathy how about indifference how about uh, not even caring about the blood of the innocents I'd say that's at least five good things to say how about selfishness you know the thing is is that the the, the somebody said well well you're trying to Steve uh, you're trying to weave a robe with moral fiber that no longer exists and I said, well, maybe sackcloth and ashes would be a good start to get back to the moral. But see, Dave, we know, we know this. We know that this is the time, this is the appointed time the, that we have in the prophecies of Jesus. You know, there was a general time. You and I used to talk about the days coming, the days coming, the days coming. And I remember being on the show with you when you quote me on that all the time. I said, Dave, it's not coming. It's here. You know, and so, again, now that it's here, what shall we do? And I tell people this, I'm going to say this and I want you to respond because it's your show and I'm talking too much. But the point is, is that we're, we're seeing now, imagine that an, a, a financial crisis engineered. Imagine the powers that be say, shut all bank accounts down, shut all credit cards down, shut all stores. And I had people on, on uh, the show that I did I think on one of my blogs, which, by the way, if people want to hear me every other day, I'm on Q Files, uh, Q Files 2.0 TV or Q Files 
TV.2.0. It's on my website, a banner. It's $9.95 a month, and it's the uh, way that I pay the people that work for me and, you know, pay all the overhead and stuff because, again, you know, we're being marginalized, but I want people to go to their fridge, see how much food you have. I want you to go to the freezer, you see how much food you have. Be realistic. Go to the pantry and see how much food you have. And then ask yourself, how often do you eat out of the pantry versus run to the store and get something new? Then list the thing of your favorite food. These are a few of my favorite foods. And you'll find that a lot of it's comfort food. And comfort food, anything that's packaged outside being organic, is a waste of money. You know, five bucks for a bag of potato chips that I counted uh, this, these crackers I buy made out of tachyoka flour. And Dave, this is no kidding. The box is a standard eight and a half by 11. The absolute amount of product in them is two inches. Two inches. Wow, wow. that's, that's so, amazing. So, so what we're doing is we're living on yesterday's harvest. And, and so this is one thing. Kissinger said, you know, you'll control, with oil you control the nation. Basically with food you control the destiny of the people. And they're starving us. And this is what, I, here's the thing that people don't get. All the weather modification, weather control, all of the issues that they've got in place, the uh, all of the, oh, good night, food additives and everything that they're doing to poison us, whether it's fluoride, whether it's, you know, any of the Roundup residue, glyphosates, etc. We are under constant attack. And so what happens? And now you can answer. What happens? Let's say day one, day one, Dave, okay, or Dave one day. Day one, Dave, and the, that goes on. Let's say you cannot use your credit cards, the bank is closed, or your credit shut down. You don't have any food, yet you can't go unless you got cash. And, you know, you can just go on and on and on. And people say, well, that'll never happen. Well, it's already happening. Look at what happens during a flood or a hurricane, not to mention price gouging. So, you know, you've talked about this. How do we get people to understand that? Now, take it into the alien arena, okay? And what happens when stuff is starting to happen? Where Who do people run to? The Internet's down. Do they call Dave and say, hey, Dave, I've got, I've got a base ship over my house. By the way, one time my son Tyler, this is a great story. We were over at a restaurant, pretty well known, over in Paradise Valley called Chico. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah, you know, great restaurant. Uh, a Calamity Jane's uh, hangout was in Livingston, Montana. And, you know, I was talking about the secret space force and different things. And, you know, obviously I got even the, yeah, right, Dad. Well, Tyler came home and he was headed due west on a street called Baxter, where one of our post offices are, uh, post office is. And he said he saw the hugest TR-3B, a triangular-shaped object. And he said it was, he's a pilot, he's a helicopter pilot. So he said it was really low. He said, you know, I forget how many feet AGL above ground level. And it shocked him because it wasn't, you know, in 100-yard wings. It was like miles and because of electrogravitics. So I'm just saying this, that, you know, these things that we have are so beyond our ability. And the whole space program, as you know, Dave, the Saturn space program and everything is just fake to keep our eyes off the secret space program. So, again... I'm combining it, but when, when the alien card is played, then it's a whole new game on. But I don't think people understand how dangerous it is right now, and, and danger is every day, because if you are a Christian, if you are a gun owner, if you are a conservative, and the powers that be, the devils that are, 
that are designed in or they're designing new ways to kill you you're persona non grata and I think people need to take what I would call a reality based assessment instead of, instead of a reality avoidance trip okay a rat <laughs> you know you don't want to be a rat you don't want to take a reality avoidance trip when you can do a reality based assessment as I'll tell you the reality based assessment escapes people because of cognitive dissonance uh, because people are afraid to see the truth Steve that's the bottom line that is absolutely the bottom line and this show is going to scare people we're going to get a lot of criticism for this but that's okay we'll have to just roll with this now I want to go back to those tunnels again because I find this so fascinating the tunnels are are there I would assume what to seek out these um, demonic spirits disembodied spirits or fallen angels that are inhabiting these areas beneath the earth and we're preventing them from coming to the surface and wreaking havoc is is that pretty close well it's not so much that it's the giants you know and the aliens for instance you know in and in, in this is something I think we've talked about on your show America both South and North America is called Amaruka okay yes. that means literally the land of the plume serpent so there is a whole bunch of uh, literally races of creatures beneath the earth. And people can laugh about it and they can say, that's not true, that's crazy. But the point is, is people are encountering those. 1877, Montgomery, Alabama, in uh, one of their papers, I put it up on my website you know, months ago, a 21-foot tall giant, green, literally like, uh, you know, lizard-like, uh, vertical slits for eyes, tusks like a walrus, long red hair. I mean, he was seen by 300 people, uh, literally roped and tied. And, and the, the paper talked about this. And, you know, the thing is, is that that's 1877. So these creatures exist. They go by the name of, obviously, reptilians. Some people call them the, uh, the dragons or the dracos. And so what is important for people to understand is that look I've talked to people on both sides of the former Iron Curtain that have fought those things obviously Ali Marzuli's giant encounter or his friends that told him about their encounter at with the Kandahar giant are different than mine and the Bagram giant uh, that was two years later uh, the giants that lived in those caves Dave they literally go into you know hundreds of miles deep into the earth and then you get to uh, you get to the whole bird diary thing and you get to all of the uh, other issues of not a hollow earth necessarily, but a position in the earth uh, beyond the core. The core actually is what they call the black sun. But the point being is there's the, if you see, just think of this. Think of how big Antarctica is as a continent. You know, Try and put something into context and then think of different levels of different civilizations and that's what's going on there. And, and I asked a certain scientist, I said, why do all the kings of the earth run to Antarctica? And here's his exact words, a man that designed the data systems that everybody sinks and links to in the world of, uh, you know, uh, defense stuff and all that. He said, Steve, they go down there to pay obeisance and respect to Lucifer. I said, so Lucifer hangs out in his ice palace where once he used to have a throne of crystal. And in literally, Dave, the the you know the whole story of the Nazis 
we brought over the Nazis, uh, the, the top, the creme de la creme of their intelligence organization, of the, uh, you know, scientific world. Hermann Oberth, the, modern, uh, the father of modern rocketry, along with uh, Werner von Braun. Hermann Oberth said, it's not that we Germans are any smarter than you people in the West, it's just we had help from other worlds. Uh, Werner von Braun wrote a book about Mars and literally talked about he one of Braun's on record as seeing alien crash ships one thing that's neat about Branson this year is Gary Stearman whose family is the Stearman Aircraft Corporation that was bought out by the big uh, aerospace firms his family his brothers uncles everyone in with a Stearman last name worked went to work for the defense contractors after Stearman Aviation so Gary's going to tell some of the most mind-boggling stories Especially, everybody talks about Roswell, Roswell, Roswell. There's there's stories that Gary's going to tell about the Colorado one that he was personally made aware of by you know his dad. And isn't it interesting? You got your dad, and uh, Gary has his dad. And Gary's probably one of the most well-researched scholars in the world, in my opinion. He's a scholar. The thing is, is that when he starts telling, and then he'll tell you about flying alongside a UFO. And I think it's going to be interesting. By the way, Gary is the keynote speaker on Saturday night. Mike Adams is a keynote speaker on Friday night. And ladies and gentlemen, when you talk about what Mike Adams knows, what he's come to his conclusion, and what, what you're going to find out that it's a whole different world than you think. Michael Schrapp will be there to talk about pretty much reverse engineering all of the propulsion systems that really do exist when people see triangles in the sky especially in Arizona they go from a three light uh, on the corners and a light in the middle and then all of a sudden they merge into one light and this thing is gone in an instant we have the capability to jump space Ben Rich former head of Skunk Works they call him the father of modern stealth technology he said there's nothing you can think that we haven't already tried or done he said if you've seen it on Star Wars or seen it on Star Trek We've already been there and done that. Dave, that's the head of the most top secret uh, uh, defense uh, contractor in the world. Well, that's uh, I, I've heard that, that quote many times. It's very telling. So that implies from what you're saying that stargates are real. So let's, let's talk about those. What do we know about the origin of them? Are they still used by us today in some form? What's the current condition of stargates? Yeah, stargates are used by us. They're actually, uh, you can actually um, isolate their location. For instance, when the gates open, we have a satellite that specifically is tasked with watching and monitoring any gate openings. In the desert southwest and also in Sardinia, Malta, uh, wherever you see a spiral, you know, uh, literally a spiral, uh, you can go look up Norway's spiral on the internet and they said it was a rocket rockets don't spiral when they take off on their trajectory but a spiral is an indicative of a stargate stargates are in history they are basically um, uh, not only just quote a thing that myths uh, are made of but stargates the ancients talk about how they could go literally from point a to point b from the pyramids and there are pyramids all over the world and there are pyramids underwater one of the biggest pyramids in the world is in china now, here's what's interesting about China. China has come out and said, uh, probably what, three weeks ago, that we are the original star people because we are descendants of the dragon. The dragons in the sky were the aliens. One of the things I'll be bringing that's mind-blowing, Dave, Lord willing, to Branson, is that 
Uh, one of the most famous forensic geologists in the world has been cataloging all the different archaeological finds that he's found, including the contemporary finds that my friend Jess is finding in Mexico. And they have a, a hieroglyphic language that's unlike anything in the world. It isn't Egyptian. It doesn't even look like Chinese. It doesn't look like Hebrew. It looks like nothing in the world. Well, a certain gentleman I know has gone to work on it. He's got 25% of it uh, translated. You know, when you graduate, I guess, from, from engineering school at six or eight years old, and, I mean, a real, a real prodigy, you, you're gifted with God with some certain talents. Uh, the thing that's amazing is that what's coming up, it seems like the glyphs, and uh, I'll be showing this in detail and discussing it, is the glyphs are basically stargate locations and how and they are in a three different uh, versions. Number one, where they are in what solar system, where they are in uh, multiple coordinates based on that star system, and Dave, they always have, uh, if you will, images on them. And the images are interesting because that's what the Native Americans told us, too. You could have an obscure-looking, let's say, geo-shaped rock with a specific image on it and find an indention or an indentation on the wall or on the floor, and that's what initiates the gate. How to navigate when you're in the gate. In other words, yeah, I want to go through a stargate, but how do I know I'm coming back, okay? Um, so I'll announce at Branson the first stargate trip to Mars, Okay. <laughs> the only thing I can't, and I'm kidding, the only thing I can't guarantee is that you come back. So maybe that somebody said, well, look, you know, I prayed once, Lord, get me off this planet. And, um, you know, the other person said, well, how do you know where you're going to go is better than where you are now? I said, well, that's where faith would come in. God would have to tell me which planet to go to. Uh, and I don't believe that we came from other planets. That's a joke, okay? You mark my words. Quail says we're all going to Mars. He's going to have a no I'm not I'm just making that up the thing is the ancients believed in stargates the ancients used them the uh, Native Americans their elders use them the shamans throughout the world medicine men know it you can't find any civilizations that don't talk about it by the way there's a report and I don't have it but I'll be quoting from it at Branson the US military talks specifically about all the investigation they did in the native Stargates. It's a very real phenomenon, quote unquote, and it will come into play in the very near future. Well, I think that's definitely true. It's coming in the near future. It's already here. You know, yeah. a, a question about the Stargates. In the series Stargate SG-1, someone built them called the Ancients. Any idea who built them in real life? Well, according according to what uh, I am t I'm being told, it was the Fallen angels mode of transportation. Remember, fallen angels got around. Now, do they have wings and fly? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the bottom line is, is that what what is obvious is that Satan's angels, a third that fell, set up transportation systems. Somebody said, "Well, where do they those guys hang out?" You know, they said, "Well, how many fallen angels are there?" I don't know. Because the Bible says angels are innumerable. So and in, what's a third of an innumerable? It's a lot of angels. And when they're evil and making war against God and his creation, they went to the stars. They went all over the place. And they used gates. You know how you know, wormhole science fiction, you know, basically everybody thinks of time and space as you got to have rocket fuel to go from point A to point B, 4.4 light years. So it take you 4.4 light years uh, to get to Alpha Centauri from the Earth. Not true. 
There are portals. There are people. I've interviewed five people that have gone through Stargates. Five. One of them was late, great, uh, late Greg Evenson, who oh, passed Greg, away. Greg Evenson yeah. claims it. What, yep. what, where did he yeah. go and what did he discover? Well, Greg was in a, a, a secret uh, space command, you know. And before he died, Dave, one day or two uh, before, within two days before he died, he called me and said, I want to tell you about what I want to know. Uh, or I want to share with you what I know. And for some reason, you know, some of the stuff I knew paralleled with him. So he knew that I didn't think he was crazy, and I don't. And the thing is, is Greg said they were over Mars on the polar ice cap. And he said, Steve, I saw I saw giant crystals, but they were all broken. This isn't snow. It wasn't frost. We were low, you know, in very, very low Martian orbit. And I and I said, well, Greg, I said, I think I know what that was. Ancient tradition and the history of cataclysms in outer space teach that there was a planet between Mars and Jupiter. It was called Astra. Some of the names were Rahab and when Lucifer rebelled, God destroyed his planet. Rahab means harlot. Obviously, Lucifer and his rebellion against God turned out to be a whore and the destruction. And I said, Greg, I said, I think what you're seeing is the destruction of Lucifer's crystal throne because the Bible tells us that Lucifer led the worship of God in heaven before he got kicked out. So Greg had been there, uh, a friend of mine, who, uh, you know, had died. His, he was a very corrupt intelligence agent, but, you know, he's the one that went to one of the islands where they had the human hybrids, and he said, Steve, he said, the, the Martian stuff is so mind-blowing, it's all underground. Um, you know, there, I guess what I'm saying, Dave, it's the fallen angel technology that used the stargates. And remember, the fallen angels were worshipped as God. So if they could appear and disappear pretty much at will through a gate, people would think, hey, these guys are God. I interviewed uh, through through a, a mechanism that one of the another country's foreign spec ops guys, who uh, one guy who was a captain and is, you know, his, I'll just, it, this isn't his real name, but I call him Nikolai, okay? And what he was able to tell me in detail about Stargates, about the inner earth, about the giant, the 14-foot giantess named Mona, who is 14 feet tall, he said that they have a clicking noise that acts as basically a telepathic uh, communication device, the same thing my four-star general friend told me, U.S., same thing. They've never heard anything. I've never talked about that on talk radio. So what, what I'm saying is, is that I think Branson's important because there's going to be people there, like I said, from every side of the equation, there are going to be people there that really believe aliens created us and they're good. And we just need to come into harmony with one another and the aliens will come and save us from ourselves. I said, well, I hope they're just not saving you on Friday to cook you on Saturday, you know, because, uh, again, I remember my friend Romy, my dear uh, friend Romy Z, and she basically, God gave her an amazing revelation of these angels coming down from heaven, and they were singing beautiful music, and they would land, and they would lure like sirens the people behind the, the uh, oh, I think it was like a, uh, a building of some kind, maybe a big barn, and, and then the, the fallen angels proceed to eat the people. And she said, Steve, that wasn't just my imagination. That was a vision in real time. But they lured with the song. Okay, if Satan is in 
the job or his main goal or main, uh, what would you say, commission in heaven was to lead the worship of God in heaven, then you can understand the power of music. Because basically, Dave, every human's DNA has its own song. We all have our own song. And it's not a song to sing. We have a, we have a harmonic and a vibrational frequency that is unique to us. Interestingly enough, the giants smell DNA. That's how they hunt, by DNA. And I said, well, how do you smell DNA? Well, the scientific, there is a scientific way. Some people have a different sense of smell. It's just like some people you know this can smell colors. There's a name for it. But the point is, is that the underground labyrinths, what they're worried about, plain and simple, okay, are the giants in stasis, suspended animation, the creatures that escape the flood, the civilizations that are down there, like the Dracos or the dragons or the reptilians. And the thing is, is that V, and you and I have talked about this before, V was probably the best presentation of what the uh, uh, reptilian race looks like. Because when Eve was, uh, you know, when she was deceived by the, um, the serpent in the garden, the serpent wasn't a snake like a boa constrictor or a python sitting there spitting. He was a bipedal uh, entity, and that's what the land of the plume serpent means. When you see Quetzalcoatl, uh, uh, Viracocha, or Kukukan, same name, for, or different names, the same guy, it's always a plumed serpent. Well, a plumed serpent can mean a dragon, too. So now you get to the Chinese claiming they're the descendants of the dragon. And interestingly enough, Chinese characters are idioms. They're not an individual syllable or a, a, a vowel or a consonant. They're like a complete word. Imagine that this language that I'm going to be sharing at Branson that's being interpreted right now you know, by really smart computer guys and imagine that that's telling you not only stories about the fallen angels, but their plans for the future. That's why there's so much interest in talking about this. I was told, I don't know if it's true, my guess is it is true, there'll be some interesting people at Branson to observe, to listen, to hear. <laughs> oh, of course there will be. Yes. And then, you know, I told them, I said, listen, come up to me, identify yourself, you know, no guns, you know, take me aside, I have a code word, let's talk. Because here's the deal, Dave. I, I'm not trying to hide anything secret. I want to make this clear. When I prayed about this, I said, Lord, I'm getting into some really iffy territory. And I said, what do you want me to do? He said, make known to them what I make known to you. Because when they find out that they're cooperating with their own, let's just say this, uh, indigestion of whoever's going to eat them, I'm trying to be as kind of, I guess you'd say, as poignant as possible but maybe, just maybe, some of them will turn back to the Lord, okay? Because Lucifer only deceives until it comes time for people to receive their eternal reward, and that's damnation. And people can bitch all they want, forgive the language, or complain all they want, but, you know, the, the, the easiest way to understand hell is a superheated gas like plasma that's held in place or in check by the magnetic field of the Earth. Change the magnetic field of the Earth, and what comes out of hell? I don't know. Well, I don't think something that you want to invite to your camp out in the back here. Oh, I, I see what you mean. You're talking about uh, hell on Earth is ready to happen because of the change of the physics. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Um, they, they, the uh, giants, 
they really want to conquer the earth. And, and I'll tell you what I think of here when I've heard you talk about it and in our discussions privately. <coughs> I, I start to think of Armageddon. Well, you're right on. You're right on. You're right on. Again, here's the deal. If you're deceived and you know that God's coming back with his people and it's going to be the ultimate battle, and you know that you know you have these superhumans, okay, and that you really believe through your deception that you're going to win, then you're going to use every technology and every war. I actually had a another four-star general. His his nickname was 357 Sig. Tell me that these people are so deceived. He said, Steve, I asked the question, how can they take on God when God just simply speaks the world into existence? He said, they <laughs> they can win because of the nature of self-deception. That's a dangerous thought. But in the meantime, Dave, it's going to be hell coming up from the earth, fallen angels. You know, Bible says, woe unto you and happens the earth, for the devil has come down amongst you. Knowing his time is short, having great wrath. So we get sandwiched in between. And only, in my opinion, is, is Jesus the answer. Look, I'm, 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 a, I'm a pragmatist, okay? But when you spend 47 years of your life in this stuff, and you research it, and you, you, you see the uh, trailings or the trappings of ancient war, vitrified sand, meaning sand that had such intense heat. You go to the uh, Vedic texts of India, and they talk about Gurkha and, and, and his warriors with the power of 10,000 suns, you know, and lightning bolts, and even Oppenheimer, who, who uh, uh, developed the atom bomb, Basically said he had become the destroyers of the, uh, the the destroyers of the world. I have become the destroyer of worlds. And then you go to CERN and guess who they have on their uh, you know their emblem? It's it's the destroyer of worlds, Shiva. So the thing is, is that they really believe these these deceived, demon possessed or fallen angel controlled Earth, uh, what I would call Earth puppets. Let's just use that, okay? Earth puppets to the hand of the fallen angels within them. They really believe that they can have a better earth, that God didn't know what he was doing, and you can have eternal life, you can have eternal perversion, you can have everybody else's stuff. You won't lack for anything except one thing, meaning. But that sounds pretty good, because some, how many of these people ultimately check out, commit, kill themselves? They have it all, but their life is meaningless. They, they lose it all because, in essence, they never, they never received their unique creation in God's cosmos. So, Dave, we're, we're in the, I would say this, I won't speak for you, but I feel like I'm in the last breaths of warning, of uh, preparing, of urging, and prompting. And I pray that if maybe we had, what, 50 people that take us serious and go do something? It's, 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 it, there's, there's no time to go to, quote, uh, uh, meetings and sit around and sing kumbaya you know it's just it's just too late for that but i maintain that what we're seeing with the red list and the red flag laws is the implementation of kick and kill and obviously let's say one marine escaped it and remember he was turned in by his father remember that I do. I do um do you think there's uh anything to this uh Project or Operation Zypher, Z-Y-P-H-E-R, that we're hearing about, which is 
the roundups that are going to occur soon of the leaders of the counter-revolutionary opposition, which would be people like you and me? Well, I would say this. It's always been the plan. I mean, you know, Greg Evenson talked about that again before he passed, about a year before he passed away and went into heaven. The bottom line is he talked about even the Air Force having a yard farming statement. Remember what that is? Yard farming is where they literally bomb your house. And isn't it interesting that the Air Force is uh, having all the problems they're having, the Navy's having all the problems it's having, and they've literally declared war on the God of Heaven. So, Dave, it's not going to be in maybe uh, like we think, and I would just say this, the people that pray for you, Dave Hodges, the people that pray for me, that pray for the others, we're alive because of God's hand of providence, yeah. calling, protection, and answering prayers on our behalf, you know? But we, we only get one shot at serving our generation well. But the day comes and the thought enters my mind is, what happens? Lord, what's the trigger event when I say the last thing I'll ever say on earth? Then what, what is it that unfolds? Because, Dave, they want all the Christian stuff. And if you own a mortgage on a home or you owe a mortgage on a home, they can take it. They can call the mortgage due. I'm not just doomsday. I'm telling you, these are people that work to develop the AI program. Tell me the plans that they have. Mm. Um, can the super soldiers that we have, which are really super soldiers, not AI, as we've talked about before, can they defeat the robot? Uh, not the robots, but the giants. Well, they can fight them on their own uh, territory, strength for strength, but the thing is the giants, to the degree that they have fallen angel DNA, which would be the DNA of the giants, to the degree they've been able to cultivate that in the super soldier, then it's going to be it's going to be like putting two you know uh, pro boxers into the ring. But I will tell you this that that the ultimate search continues on for better, more monstrous DNA, literally monsters. And the thing is, is that they're not going to be happy, Dave, until they wipe out every last human being. And the devil's not beside, you know, not, uh, how do I say that? He's not beyond controlled opposition. He's behind it all. So he doesn't care if he's got A and B fighting, and A and B kill each other off, then he just looks for C and D. And ultimately, there's no A, B, C, or D, and then he thinks that, you know, he just wiped out humanity. And he's doing that to prove that God, he always wants to prove that God's a liar. And God always says, here's the lie, the one you believed and the one you received and the one that you got a third of your fellow angels, you know, to, to rebel with. Because see, in the book of Enoch, there is no redemption for fallen angels. And that's something the Catholic Church has got to come to grips with. They have to recognize that Jesus died for the seed of mankind the descendants of Adam and Eve. And when people say, well, you sound pretty hopeless. No, I'm not hopeless. I'm a reality-based, encouraging person to say, come to Jesus. Because look, you and I, we're not sitting like this wringing our hands. We're just saying, listen, people, what happens when we go? What happens when we go? I think that's a great statement for people to consider tonight. What happens when we go? It's one that people don't like to contemplate their morality, and that's the problem that we're facing because people don't want to believe this is real. And, you know, it's interesting. I did a, uh, uh, in part four of the series I'm, I'm writing, um, 
I, I, I actually put a, uh, an abbre- excuse me, an abbreviated bibliography of scriptural phrases that talk about these issues. And I didn't even scratch the surface. I, I had about 50 on the cutting room floor. And Steve, there's no question, this is all biblical. It's all been prophesized. And we're living in the time when it's beginning to happen. How do you see it unfolding for us up here? Is it going to be we're going to really suffer the consequences of earth changes? You had mentioned to me earlier, for example, that after the attack on China Lake, the magma is pushing towards California and is under the Salton Sea, and this could cause major problems. Let's go there for a moment. Well, I think that's what people need to understand. The reason I've spent the last six months, my film crew and people have been in the air on helicopters and everything, is because all of the Cascadia volcanoes are subject to eruption versus, you know, it's not Yellowstone. Yellowstone's a diversion. Look, the thing is, is that the Cascade region, the a couple of the articles, Dave, that a lady named Catherine Schultz wrote, one of them she won the Pulitzer Prize for, the best article I've ever read in my life, the most concise, well-laid-out argument, and to, to make a long story short, everything west of Interstate 5 is gone in what I'm talking about. That's 9 million people. Everything. There is no more Central, Central Valley, California. The rupturing that's going to take place of the seawall running into everything from Death Valley, that which was, by the way, once an inland sea anyway, everything is going to change. The freshwater aquifers are going to become saline. They're going to become uh, brackish. Uh, people are going to move, the ones that are alive, looking for water first. Because without water, you die. And it's what's in, interesting to me is that every area that is infested with rats are run by demon rats or demon prats. Okay? Every, every one of them. <laughs> Los Angeles, yeah. look at who the mayor is. You know? Portland, look at who the mayor is. Seattle, look at who the mayor is. You know, uh, San Fran, whatever, look at who the mayor is. You know, so the point is, is that all up and down the coast, that the bubonic plague, I don't know how fast or how furious it's going to come, but already, you know, Dr. Drew was talking about that. We have the makings for one of the biggest plagues in history that wiped out millions of people. And 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 so what? You know the 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 you know the party on people, and so the Hollywood hypocrites they're not dealing with this. They'd rather deal with you know some stupid movement they generate instead of dealing with the devil in their backyard. Well, the point is is that the bubonic plague will not be fun. Cholera, tuberculosis, those are broken out in the streets too. People can't realize that sewage and, uh, how do I say this, sewage and disease lead to famine. And unfortunately, people are losing it because they've lost everything. And when you lose everything, you lose that, that C word, which is civilization. Now, you can maintain. Some, some are strength, strong enough of character. They don't bend. But in the end, you know, everything is turned into a battle zone. And so, Dave, <clears throat> you know... The, what you talk about, what I talk about, and okay, that's in the earthly realm. Then take, you know, can you imagine what happens? And you're seeing it on TV. You remember seeing some of these commercials, even for tennis shoes, with giant kids walking down the street and stuff? Yeah, I've seen those, yes. Yeah, 
and if you see that, you know, there's other things. The, the genre of giants is just something that is absolutely there. It's coming back. And when they show, they're not Shrek the Friendly Green uh, tinted over. Yeah, we see a lot of evidence of it. You know, I want to make a recommendation to the audience here for a minute. If you really want to understand a lot of this stuff, you should be watching Stargate SG-1. It was produced by the CIA. This is the information I've received. None of the, uh, shall we say, executive side of the show will ever subject themselves for an interview, even though the show's been out of uh, publication now, gosh, for about eight, I think about seven or eight years. Uh, but it really goes to the points of what we're talking about. One quick question about Stargate. So how big are they? Do you, do you happen to know the dimensions? Yeah, th listen, according to the general, there are actually no sizes. One of the biggest ones of, uh, is the area in Peru called Sacsayhuaman, and it's huge. He said they found them that, he, his exact words, as he said, Steve, there are some that are 50 miles wide oh, oh. and 10 miles high. I asked him what the smaller size is, and he said they can be as, as small as 8 feet by 6 feet. I'll be showing, uh, you know, because I don't have any photographs, because that would get me probably into heaven really quick. But I do have sketches that one sketched out for me. And it's interesting, Dave, because if you imagine like a circus ring with three, uh, oh, almost like uh, every 120 degrees an arch on it, that's what they look like when they come out of the ground. There's different shapes, different uh, sizes and everything. But what's interesting is how you control them, you know, uh, and how, when you go out, do you come back to where you left, you know? And uh, they actually have, uh, you know, beacons that these guys carry in their pockets. And the beacons are, are the, if you will, the brains of how to navigate in the Stargate. So this is stuff I'm going over in Branson in yeah. a pretty big way. That's actually, that's actually on the Stargate series. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just down, down to the detail. It's incredible. Steve, we're just about out of time here, and I, I, I'd be remiss because we've talked so much about what's coming in Branson. If we didn't mention very quickly here, again, to go to the Branson Conference, and it's not too late to do that, and you'll get to meet Steve, myself, and the other participants like Mike Adams. What I want you to do is go to stevequail.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see the Gen 6 Conference. It's right there, True Legends. Click it on, and everything you need to know is there. Now, if you can't go, and we understand people have jobs and responsibilities. If you can't go and you say, oh, man, I still need to see this, and I want to see these speakers here, you can do the live stream. And it's incredibly affordable. And this is Armageddon. This is our immediate future. This is Revelations all rolled into one. And it's really your probably your last opportunity to see all this. And I believe that because, you know, last year at Branson, I made the statement that, that after September 15th last year, which would have been 2018, I said everything changes and the word normal will never be used again. Yeah, yeah, I know so that. I'd say that's a pretty accurate thing. When I ask the Lord, and I'm telling people, and I'll say it there too, when I ask the Lord, Lord, what next? What's the topic? He only gives this to me multiple times. He says, Steve, work well it's yet day, for the night comes when no man can work. Exactly. I Steve. don't know the meaning of it all, but that's what's happened. Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X.com. That'll take you to the uh, live streaming, Dave. And if they live stream, if they pay for live streaming this year, they can watch last year's live streaming free. 
Oh, last year was absolutely God, it was riveting. It was incredible. I was there covering it, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Steve, my friend, we are out of time. You've been so gracious with your time to do this over two segments. I really appreciate it. We'll be airing all of these. And ladies and gentlemen, please share this with your friends. Christians in particular need to hear this broadcast. Steve, thanks so much for being with us. Good night, Dave. God bless. Thank you.